What is Smoothie Saturday? Smoothie Saturday is something I like to call that day of the week where we can just sit back and chill out and discuss whatever really is on our mind, all while taking the taste of a natural fruit smoothie. So for today, my smoothie is strawberry and bananas, and I made it myself. But also today, we will have on the podcast, MrGene.com. He is a local celebrity here in Jacksonville, Florida, and I know that that's not where his reign will end. He is a radio personality. He is a major brand ambassador. Anything he puts his name on, his tagline on, his face on, it sells like gold. So in the midst of us chopping up about life in general, he'll be throwing in some nuggets of wisdom about being a brand ambassador and how you have to be persistent in what you're good at, how he found his passion and what he was good at, and how he continues to pursue what he's good at. But most of all, he points out the fact that it's a continuous, evolving situation. None of us should be where we were five years ago. None of us should be where we were five weeks ago. So you have to, in business, continuously and persistently evolve. You have to change with the times. You have to change with the technology. And you have to change with the climate of the world. So, without further ado, sit back and enjoy. It's me and Gene.com. Chop it up on Smoothie Saturday. everybody. I have the one and the only Gene.com in my presence. Tell everybody hello. Hello. Two times. <laughs> <laughs> and go ahead and give them a little quick background info about Mr. Gene Dot. Um, well, Jacksonville native, born and raised. Did a little stint in Orlando. Um, growing up, fell in love with Hollywood, not knowing anything about the business, but just knew that I wanted to be a part of the atmosphere, the culture. Um, and I thought that I was going to be like a a bona fide thespian, but um, after doing a uh, TV production class at Range High School, my alma mater, I then realized that communications uh, was my deeper passion. Mm -hmm. Uh, From there, did a little college. Okay. Uh, Didn't finish college. I went into parenthood. Mm -hmm. Uh, early as a father and then at that point my interest shift because at the time being a young father I just didn't want my kid to be without right so I got into the work workforce real heavy uh, doing odd jobs of course Uh, I've worked for a a vinyl siding company I've worked for Dixie in the produce department Mm, got your hands dirty what yeah I've worked uh, (laughs) I've worked in the mall, uh, JW's. <laughs> I have um, even delivered flowers for Cune. Wow. Yep, I've done that. Um, did a little promoting. Got my feet wet kind of in the entertainment side early on in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, Tallahassee had a lot of friends up there. So um, at the time, uh, one of my my dear friends who's no longer with us, but he kind of introduced that market to like glossy flyers at the time. That was when flyers weren't even rampant like that at the right, time. And right. So he had a glossy flyer connect to design and we would lace Tallahassee up and, you 
you know, see the fruits from my labor for it. Mm-hmm. So some cool, some cool parties right then. And then, um, as I got a little bit older, I landed a job at Airborne Express, which took me <laughs> to deliver to the radio station, which mm-hmm. then took me to working for the radio station. I'm giving you a long story short. Oh, we want to hear it. We got to hear the tea. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. I was working at Airborne Express. I started delivering to the radio station. Um, at the time, it was a show called uh, The Flavin' Unit. Okay. Of uh, Chill Will, who was the morning show producer, William Barker. At mm-hmm. that time, he was the morning show producer. I was, I caught him in the lobby one afternoon when I was coming through doing my pickups. So mm-hmm. Airborne Express, for those that may not know or be familiar with the company, it's like a courier service. Yeah, like I remember that. Mm-hmm. So forth. Um, so you had deliveries in the morning, then you did your pickups in the afternoon. So I was sliding by the station. And at the time, if you were here in the Jacksonville market and maybe beyond, if you're listening, you probably won't know this, but the radio station used to be like right across the street from Sam's yeah. Wholesale on, mm-hmm. on off Dunn Avenue if you're yep. in Jacksonville. Um, that street was called Balmore Circle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Balmore Circle was on my route. I got plenty of tickets from now. Okay. <laughs> um... And, you know, it was just a conversation. And it was a conversation, a real quick five-minute conversation about me being uh, an additive to their morning show. Okay. And he opened the door and let me in. And I've been forever grateful to him for that. Um, And when we talk, and periodically, you know, I shoot him a text and just tell him thank you because... He says a lot. He's like, well, I opened the door, but, you know, you came in and you actually did the work. Oh, yeah, you took it off the hinges. Yeah. <laughs> and that's cool that you, you know, paid homage to where it was due and reach back and tell people thank you. Because I think a lot of people, once they consider themselves have, quote, unquote, made it, they forget where they come from. So it kind of keeps you grounded. You know, I left home and came back. And I do remember you out there with the flyers after mm-hmm. I come about the club. And I was like... He's, he's done a lot, and I'm going to tell you, you know, to your face, I'm proud of you. Well, thank you, you, you flourished and grew and spread your little wings and everything. And I still got a long way to go, though. We all do. We no, all do. I am nowhere near we all complete do. On, this, on this journey, but uh, it has been a great journey. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've uh, gained a lot of life education. So back up to something you said about paying homage to those who gave you a gateway yeah. to get into whatever field that you're in. Right. Um, I was born on the north side of town, uh, mm-hmm. Moncrief, which is the side of like Hollis Barbecue Side, Simon Johnson Park. That's my that's my area. Right. And I was fortunate enough to come up in an era, era where the uh, quote-unquote OGs of the neighborhood had morals. Yes. Even if they was part of the underworld, uh, they still yeah. had morals yeah. and how you treated elderly people in mm-hmm. the neighborhood. You couldn't curse around them. Mm-mm. They they would police the neighborhood and they saw that you had potential mm-hmm. to be something better than what they were doing at the time. Yeah, they spoke into it. They spoke into it. Mm-hmm. They chastised you if they saw you going in a different direction that you should have been going in. Yep. You know, they were really thoroughbred street corner colonels. And, you know, even just watching them and how they maneuvered, they, you know, gave you a hand up and put a package in your hand and you blew up off that package. Mm -hmm. You came back periodically to put something in their hand. 
Exactly. Because you wouldn't have never gotten that education from them. Um, you, you never would have got to that point if they never would have given you the education. And they will so, call you out, too. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> call you all the way out. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing uh, and a nugget that I want to leave, that you always pay homage to the person that opened the door for you. Absolutely. Because you think about where you would be if that door wouldn't have opened. And, he, and even though Chill Will didn't own the radio station, mm-hmm. he gave me an opportunity to be a part yeah, he and put you in there. He, yeah, something mm-hmm. that he didn't have to do. So, um, from that point and being a part of um, the radio and becoming a name um, that people could readily recognize here mm-hmm. in the city, I then um, started working, at, in addition to working at the radio station, I started working for Duval County School Board. And that gave me a different purpose because the children, looking at the generation that was uh, that I was interacting with mostly, and how we were lost. Uh, yeah, seriously lost. Right. So I took passion in trying to help develop uh, young minds of at-risk students. Mm-hmm. I worked at uh, Madhavi Rutherford, which here that's an alternative school. Yeah. Schools. Mm-hmm. Um, some days it was harder than others because you had, I dealt with 16-year-olds who were in the 7th grade, Mm -hmm. 6th grade, um, and they were there. So, you know, alternative school, you get assigned for a period of 45 days, sometimes longer depending on what the offense was that got you over there. But Mm -hmm. the max was typically about 45 days. Okay. I would have literally like 16-year-old guys that class but they would tell me hey I'm coming today because it ain't <laughs> it's not that much pressure on me but right. I'm the man of my house at the house I yeah. have to keep the lights on so mm-hmm. I knew what that meant Yep. Um, and they would tell me very distinctly Mr. White I ain't gonna be here for probably about another two weeks because I know I'm finna go do this and I gotta go over here and do oh, this yeah. and go, I mean they had their young life and they are itinerary yeah um, and because of that lifestyle and some of those um, circumstances that those individuals um, those individuals were in, like I've literally seen like four of my students buried. Like, yeah. Four of them. Yeah. That's hard. Um, and, you know, just coming back into like full circle as to who, who I am, but it's a little bit of... I'm, I'm a mixture of the, the journalist piece mm-hmm. as being an on-air personality, but I also have a heart for um, our community that is yeah. dying, our black community that's dying. Yeah, and you got your boots on the ground, you are visible, and more than just the, you know, the nightlife perspective, you are out doing community stuff, and I applaud you for that as well, because I tell a lot of people, they do a lot of complaining, but I don't see them out here trying to fix it. And listen... It's the the, the the Bible says the the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. And they are. Mm-hmm. And it is. I think we a lot of times we get caught up in our own agendas. Mm-hmm. Which I mean that's fair. I mean you you have to live your life, but we don't have. And I'm not by a long shot like this no hometown hero. I can't save the planet. I have my own <laughs> skeletons myself. And I, de- I, I deal with my own um, 
forms of grief. You know, I'm yeah. a father of a slain son yeah. because of gun yeah. violence. So, um, even though I'm passionate, I have my days to where mm-hmm. I don't have enough in me to give because I'm depleted with grief right. and my own sorrow. Right so, I said, I said that to say that um, it's it's tough having your boots on the ground some days. Oh, yeah. And you get weary. Oh, yeah. Um, then you have to be careful because you say certain mm-hmm. things that could um, inspire people to do things that might mm-hmm. not go with the plan. And you know what happens then. They'll yeah. assassinate you. Because you got everybody's ear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you are the, I consider you the voice of the veil. So, Oh, one, of I'm, I'm, I'm one, of one of them. You one of them. Yeah, we, we have a few, but you I, are one of them. I would hope that if there was a, just in in what the lane that we're talking about, if we could create a, route, a Mount Rushmore, then I would be on there. You would be. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I said, like, um, New Year's Eve, I never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> go out on New Year's Eve. But when I went out to the spot... And it was something that you and Tony Maserati was y'all's event. I had one of the best nights that I've had in a long time. Who knew yeah. that would be the last time I would step foot in anybody's yeah. nightlife for yeah. the past few months. But um, it, it was tasteful. It was done right. And it was like I felt safe, which was the number one priority. Right. You know, with me having my brief time in law enforcement, I have a lot of other sides of the view of what goes on. And Correct. I tend to, you know do other stuff outside of the city and stay home a lot so i i gave y'all you know a lot of kudos on social media i was like that that was done properly it was it was now i did want a few more balloons because i had an issue with my balloon drop well, what we'll do is we'll make sure next time mm-hmm. we get some more balloons for me yeah because i hopefully be- hopefully we'll be to a point where we can maybe do that again because I don't know what the rest of this year yeah we're gonna call 2020 a um pause year and okay we'll just we'll we'll start up again in 2021 so I always wanted to know like I said I I would always see you because I left home for a little while and decided to serve my country Mm -hmm. which was one of the best decisions I ever made but I would come home and you would be that guy outside with the flyers. So how how did the passion come? Because the broadcast journalism, a lot of people take like a whole formal education thing to do it and they still don't get in. They still don't make it. They still don't have their own platform. You have your own spot mm-hmm. um, on the radio channel and everything. Well, I mean, I, did, I didn't leave the radio scene. So I did radio from 99 to 2007 but I was still mm-hmm. in the in the body of the radio structure mm-hmm. because I then went to become a account executive oh look at you <clears throat> right so I then began to sell the product that I once was or I, I still I still am I was a part of the radio scene and then I switched to being account executive when then I become you know, a marketing expert to identify businesses in need of the services and I will offer them the service. But I also give them um, 
you know, relevant business reasons for mm-hmm. being inside of their establishment or right. whatever their business was or mm-hmm. whatever brand that they were trying to do and how we can make that effective. And if they were someone that was already currently using, let's just say you, for example, if you were using newspaper, well, I will right. show you how radio could be effective with your newspaper mm-hmm. ad. If you were using billboard, I can show you how radio could be effective with your billboard. Whatever other facet of advertisement you were using, mm-hmm. I could show you how radio could help that. Because it's all in the messaging. Right. It's in the messaging, it's in the frequency, mm-hmm. and giving people a call to action. And if you got the dope product, people gonna come. I don't care what if you advertising on the billboard or if you doing it through social media now. Right. And see, this was pre-social media. Exactly. This was pre-social media. It was all I didn't get word on Facebook. Of mouth and radio. Right, and right, right. Because I didn't get on Facebook until like 2008, maybe 2009. Yeah, I think I got on there in 2009. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I got on there like around that time. And that was when it kind of opened it up for everybody. Because right. at first it was just kind of starting as a, a college tool mm-hmm. to use. And yep. then I guess after they, they took worked, over like, MySpace, that's what it did. Right, right. After mm-hmm. they worked out the kink, they then began to start opening up and allowing you know, those that were college students. And then the right. whole world became Facebook. But at any rate, um, when, if you saw me passing out a flyer, it was generally because, A, I felt like at that time the fly game had been diluted so bad. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. wanted to offend anybody by putting it on a car because I know how I am about flying. Like, <laughs> if I see a flyer on right now, I'm playing the game of who gonna make it home. So at the time... right. I bought a, uh, I bought a truck. I've never told this story before, too, but I bought a truck in 2007. If I came outside of an establishment and it was flyers on there, sometimes <laughs> it would be a whole booklet. Yeah. You would think, like, this flyer, that flyer, this flyer, this flyer. I would take every flyer, put them in the bed of my truck, mm-hmm. right? Hit the expressway. Oh, Lord. Right? I hit mm-hmm. the expressway. Mm-hmm. When I parked my truck, Whichever flyer <laughs> was still in the back of that truck uh-huh. was the one that I felt like was worth it. Cause you made it home. That was your process of elimination. That was a process of elimination. Okay, I can dig. You stayed mm-hmm. in there. You was meant for me to at least take a look to, and now I know what's going on. But at the time, I felt like people would be more acceptable to taking a flyer from me. Exactly. You were. You were handing pushing, them to people. Handing them to people. Yeah. Like, hey. Just want to invite you out to this right here, and because it was me, yeah, versus me hiring somebody that doesn't mm-hmm. have any uh, notoriety with anybody, they just a fly guy. They'd be like, eh, "Who is you?" People <laughs> tend to treat you a little bit different yeah. when they know you, yeah. And they still could. I'm sure they still do the fly away. I use mine as a fan, a fan or a cup coaster, and yeah, that's fine. It happens. But the thing of it is, you mm-hmm. didn't make me feel like you was disinterested. Right. And before you even, if you use it as a fan, I mean, you may be like, hey, let, me, let me just take a look to see. Or let me see who this is before I start fanning with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The, one of the most important things about um, being a brand and, and keeping, um, keeping your brand solidified, mm-hmm. for one, you have to constantly change with the time. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You have to reinvent yourself mm-hmm. with the time. You right. Can't like stay in one spot because mm-hmm. this world is forever changing you know technology is different oh yeah the outlets are different and I tell my clients that all the time I did a whole major when I first came out I had the barcode briefcase everybody recognized the barcode briefcase mm-hmm. but then from my standpoint it was hard to 
duplicate that as far as me getting it embroidered and making it a clear, concise logo. So I rebranded and then I came out with the logo with both of my initials for Morgan and for Brenda with the crown. So I incorporated that. Shout out to Donnell Butler who did that for me. But um, I had to and I, I spent a lot of money on this brand. So and like I said, my clients, consistency is key. You got to pretty much make them want to throw up anytime right. they see the M, the V, and the crown, they're like, oh, here she come again. Yes, yeah, I am. But you have to kind of put it out there. And I tell them, you know, you got to make it pretty. But consistency is key. So you were very always much more consistent. But I think it was just your overall confidence. And I try to instill that in my clients. So you have to have that swag. You have to have that confidence behind standing right. on what you're doing. And right. if not, if you don't believe in yourself, we're not going to believe in you either. Correct. So, we believe everything Gene says, and when, how did you even come up with the name Gene.com? Well, that's a great question. So, going back to... I've been wondering that for years. Here it is. <laughs> going back to earlier um, earlier radio years, this had to be about... Well, no, it was 99, because I just started getting in there, and I was um, being... Um, I was a frequent on the morning show mm-hmm. at that time, and... One day off the camera, uh, Chill Will and I, we were having a conversation mm-hmm. and realizing in that conversation, we knew some of the same people. Right. Um, Chill's dad, God bless his soul, um, was one of the ministers at uh, the church we grew up in, mm-hmm. which was Day Spring. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that until we were talking. So then, so then we identified that. And we started talking about people that went to the church that we knew. Mm-hmm. Then we started talking about YMCA, right. Cleveland Road. It yes, was like, sir. you know, a lot of... <laughs> that was our... If you went to the YMCA on Cleveland Road, no matter what the years were, mm-hmm. that was your social media because oh, yeah. it implanted friendships mm-hmm. that then spilled over into the schools. Yep. It spilled over into adults. Like, there are mm-hmm. a lot of people who went to the YMCA as kids that are great friends right now. Oh, yeah. I got a couple. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that was our social media back then. So, when we started talking about um, who we knew, mm-hmm. then it was, he, he just came out with it. He was like, yo, you like Gene.com. Like, you know everybody. And this was pre- Dot com days because yeah, this 2000 right. was when that whole 2K yeah. and all that stuff mm-hmm. was, was supposed to be happening. The world was supposed to shut down at 12 o'clock. I was waiting too. All of that stuff, blah, 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 blah. Anywho, <laughs> we got back on the air with that. Mm-hmm. And once we got back on the air with it, it never left. And then it works because it's like a, like I had like Angie Nix and I had her for my inaugural podcast and I was like some people they don't use their name like me I kind of took a variation of Morgan Monroe actually does stand for something that's sincere to me which I'll reveal in another podcast however but a lot of people stand on their name and to stand with Gene you know it's like oh dot com so that means dot com pretty means you're the web reference the resource the information highway to pretty much anything we need to know the message. yeah you, you that guy so it, it flows and I was like oh 
always wonder where that came from, but it works. And I know your real name, but I'm going to always call you Gene Dot. <laughs> so it's like, I know your government name, but, you know, Gene Dot is, I mean, even in my phone, Gene Dot, that's what it is. So I get it. And it's, I, I mean, I'm just still marveled by your transformation from, you know, the guy reigns and <laughs> the girl into, you know, the man that sits before me today. You, you've done a, a lot of evolving over uh-huh. time. I have, and I mean that's just with life. Like yeah. that's, I I wish I could say um, that I had some sort of, you know, map guide or. No, I don't think none of us do. It it, it wasn't that at all. Yeah. Um, and I wish I could put this in you know some type of blue blueprint form mm-hmm. and say, hey, here, do this. But there are some challenges that forced me in to this. Like, I didn't sign up to say, hey, I want to be the guy that's the conduit for having the information. Yeah. You know, that it morphed into that. But a lot of that had to do with being first authentic. Oh, yeah. Uh, being able to work with people. Mm-hmm. Um, standing on your truth. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times people can't work with each other because they're not honest. Nope. They're not honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather just tell you no. Right. It's easy for me to say no. Exactly. If, if I can't do something or, you know, I have no intentions on doing it, when I hear it come or request come, um, what have you, if I don't have the intention on doing it or I just can't, no, that's mm-hmm. not the it's easy for me to say no. And then that way we can get on past that versus right. you calling me, you running, you running me down. Now, I will say this to the listening audience, this uh, that you're hearing now, I did have to reschedule. <laughs> I did have to reschedule because time just caught up um, and it happened with me and it and it and it happens. But mm-hmm. I made the commitment because this is my friend that I'm talking to. I yeah, mean, she's a, a, a professional and now she's uh, she's dynamically turned into a blogger I, and, I, um, and I'm podcaster. like this evolving thing I'm like where this come from but hey right, we right, do what we do right but there was no way that I was gonna miss this opportunity to be on this platform like are you crazy <laughs> I appreciate it. And listen, it, listen, I don't know when you guys are going to hear this, but I'm going to tell you this. It, it was pouring down raining today. It was. Cats and dogs and giraffes. Yes, all, mm-hmm. all, of, all of the above. Mm-hmm. And I came yep. from the north side of town yes. to the south side Won't of town. Won't do it. Won't do it. In the rain. Exactly. All right. Only to come into a hospital temperature. <laughs> I might add a hospital temperature. Twenty-year healthcare veteran, and now I'm sitting here wrapped up in a blanket. Keeps germs down. It does. It It does. does. But I'm gonna tell you this: she makes some great drinks. I do. She's making some great drinks. She treats her guests. Yeah. With hospitality, so I don't know if 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 you all get an opportunity to come over here and do that. I don't know. I've had a few. Yeah. You had a few. Yeah. You know, it's part of my another podcast being a serial entrepreneur. Yes, I do bartend. Okay. But you know. See what I'm saying? You're just full of... One of the things that I'm so grateful for that my brand has produced, it has given me an opportunity to become um, a spokesperson for some. Yeah. But just a marketing, get the word out for others. Yeah. And 
they like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it says a lot about who they think I am. You're credible. Um, we believe in you. The influence that is mm-hmm. given um, for it. And, you know, even with social media, um, and I mirror my radio show the same way, if I can't back it up with facts, mm-hmm. it just doesn't get talked exactly. about. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not one that, oh, let me catch this because it's trendy. Right. I need to find out where did you get your information from. Exactly. Because there's a lot of fake news out there. And there are a plethora, (laughs) a plethora of individuals who just get off by seeing likes or video views. If they could just go viral. Oh, my God. You have that no matter what they're posting. And I look at social media the same way I look at um, individuals who indulge in chemical substances and mm-hmm. that's what they made a living off of. Exactly. I'm not going to ever knock the hustle but I have to call a spade a spade. You can come up off of that. Grown people are going to indulge in whatever type of drug mm-hmm. they want to. Hey, somebody's got to sell it to them. It might as well be you. But at the end of the day, you're the person that comes up off of it. You're the person that gets rich off of it. But they are dying. Yeah. So, I said that to say with social media because people post certain things especially our people of color exactly um, we post a lot of things that I feel like help shape another race race's opinions yeah. about who we are we actually say yeah this is who we are because we reshare, repost, feed into the stereotype, feed into the stereotype, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm doing it because I want to be able to say I had it on my page, exactly. Or, I had or it, it on made that. everybody give me all these lights. Like I had this one client, I just signed them up to do their social media marketing, mm-hmm. and of course I tell myself, well, go check out my pages, my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, whatever, personal or business. I have, mm-hmm. I'm transparent. It's like, well, you don't have that many um, followers. I said, but my invoices reflect differently. Right. I said, so what, what do you want me to do for you? Don't worry about what I got going on. Right. I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Right. And, and see, what you got to understand is an individual could have a mass group of followers, mm-hmm. but they don't have the connectivity with exactly. those followers. Mm-hmm. It's not about followers these days. Yep. You can have... As many followers that looks good in the numbers game, and I mm-hmm. get it. I get it. I get it. It looks good. People want to know how much following you have. The question I would pose: How many people do you actually have influence on? Mm-hmm. How many people can you actually tangibly touch mm-hmm. and give them this concept, give them this idea, give them this location to be at, mm-hmm. and they're gonna say, "Hey, I'm coming." Mm-hmm. See, that's the difference. Exactly. Selling the numbers, that's great. If you're selling the numbers, you got this, cool. However, because I I, I utilize the numbers. See, here's the thing. You use the numbers. If you sell off the numbers, you can die off the numbers. Exactly. So the thing of it is, is I like to say, hey, I have 9,000 organic Followers, those mm-hmm. relationships were nurtured. Whether I was out of town, whether I was hosting a I show, rather I was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like those are or, those are organic. I didn't um, buy anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it when I'm out and about, and it's cool. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, 
aren't you Jean? Yeah, I follow you on Instagram. Exactly. Hey, bro, what's up? Let's snap it up real quick. Boom. Now I know him. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes them feel like, man, he stopped his whole day. Mm-hmm. And did this for and me. And hung out with little old us. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say that. I'm little too. <laughs> I am little, I am little too. But the, all of those things are essential uh, in this day and time. And most, most of anything, man, just being authentic. And we appreciate it because, like I said, you are what I consider. Like I said, we're in you at homecoming. You are, and I, I, I was, you know, I was on my homecoming vibe. I wasn't thinking. I, know you thinking. You I apologize to her, but she, you, you know, she done hit about four stimulus checks with these masks she makes. Well, that's so, good. Yes. That's Shout good. out to my sister. To get, yeah, I need to get a, a mask. Yeah, from her. she does that. She does her thing. But you are like an ultimate. Anything your name touches, it's like, and I, I for my personal preference, if I do see a post, if I do have a flyer. If it does not have these certain few names on it, like alumni entertainment, Gene mm-hmm. Dot, Tony, I'm not coming. I'm right. just gonna let you know I'm not coming. Right, because I think uh, with with or know, even Doom, I know what I'm getting when I get right, these names. Right, right. I know I'm, for one, I'm okay. For for one, you know, there's a certain demographic that we target. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I know what that demographic is. I'm mm-hmm. comfortable in that demographic. I am that demographic. Yeah. I am not trying to skew <laughs> and this doesn't have anything to do with my young folks. Because when my young folks are going to get older and when they exactly. get older, we'll be waiting I'll on be waiting on mm-hmm. them. I will be waiting for you. Exactly. But now I like to be with folks that's got stuff to lose. Exactly. I tell people that I got too much to lose. I can't hang out with you. Yeah, I like I like to be with folks yeah. that's got too much to lose. I got too much to lose. Mm-hmm. I like people that's got families. <laughs> you know, my job is to entertain and get you back to the ones that love you. Mm-hmm. You know, unconditionally. That's, yeah, we appreciate that's, that's, it. That's my job. I want to create a safe space, safe environment. I mean, that too morphed into that because I didn't honestly, I didn't want to do. awesome hanging out with my boy gene.com and as you can tell we can talk we talk about life we talk about business we talk about community and the interview honestly went on way longer than what i put on this podcast but we went to a whole brainstorming session on business ideas and that's how you have to be you have to hang around like-minded people as a business owner or you have to hang around people that you can gain stuff from not the liabilities you always need assets so thank you gene for stopping by thank you for being on the platform and he will be back people trust me he will be back and this is the end of our first month but i have one more guest lined up for the month of may this was my inaugural month and i can honestly say thank you to all of those that showed up and showed out for the podcast thank you danielle allen angie nixon stacy smith danielle harris colonel clark so many others i can't think of at this time and thank you to you my listeners for tuning in and listening to your girl at Simply Making It Happen. 